0: You're listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and this is Season 5, Episode 19. And never to be counted down, never to be counted out, the New York Rangers pull off a string of challenging matinee games and back-to-back come away with regulation wins over the Philadelphia Flyers on the road and the top dogs in the entire NHL, the Boston Bruins at home, where they now find themselves tied for among the top in the NHL with the Bruins, with that victory in regulation. Hey, everybody. Andy here. I hope you all enjoyed your Thanksgivings. I hope you didn't start... Well, actually, no. I hope you you didn't eat uh, too much, because that's really what that holiday is all about. Uh, we hope that no matter what you were doing, whether you were able to be with your friends and loved ones or not, we hope you enjoyed the thanksgiving weekend uh hopefully you were able to get a sweet discount from from the the comfort of your own home mind you not on your computer not going to a brick and mortar store for black friday because who who would do that and in 2023 if you did that shame on you don't do that unless unless the deal was too good to pass up but you're not going to catch me getting trampled by someone trying to get 200 dollars off of a flat screen tv but uh, i'm getting off track So, yeah, I hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving weekend. And yeah, the New York Rangers, man, I don't... I really didn't know what to expect coming to the season, but as they... Early on, it was pretty apparent to see just how much improvement they've displayed defensively with the system uh, of Peter Laviolette. And although slow in the season, the offense wasn't there, At least you could see their game management, defending special teams was there in spades. And that's a winning combination for a lot of teams. But obviously, there's also a lot of Trojan horses in this league that where when one of their specialties dry up, be it goaltending or defensive play or five on five production or, you know, their shooting percentage starts tanking, you see them regress. And I think you're seeing that by a lot of teams in the NHL right now. But I think the good news is for the New York Rangers is that although maybe their five-on-five production could be better, although it seems to be getting better based on trends in their underlying numbers as they just work out their lines, get more acclimated to their new system. They are starting to uh, their rolling course. is getting better, but they have great. They defend extremely well which helps them. If that breaks down, they're getting excellent goaltending for both of their goaltenders and their special teams have been excellent. They, their penalty kill is amazing right now. I, I, I don't know if it's among the tops in the leagues, but I believe it should be. I mean, we knew they're second in for on the power play in the league, at least as, as the last time I checked, although it seems one of those things that can change daily, but I mean, they just have so many ways to beat you and that's the thing. They can win a one-nothing game with quick pitching a shutout over the Penguins. They can win games one-nothing. They can win games uh 7 to 4 like they did against the Bruins yesterday uh, as I record this on Sunday. And that's the the beautiful thing I think when you talk about the true contenders in the nhl is they can play it any which way you want and you know i think in a in a perfect world do you want to give up uh, four goals especially giving up two goals in a minute and 30 seconds no you don't but i will say for their warts they stick with the process and they're mentally they're very tough that even when that happened to them they don't let it they get back to their game and uh kudos to you know, we'll just get right into it. I mean, kudos to Peter Laviolette, much like the the Rangers start or ready to start that game. They storm out of the gate. They get the first nine shots. They put up two goals on uh, a usually very good uh, Linus Allmark. Uh, but the Boston Bruins, Jim Montgomery, their coach Jim Montgomery calls a timeout. He settles his group down and they storm back. They get the next however many shots and they tie it up in a minute, and 30 seconds with two, two quick goals off of uh, strong shifts and cycles and you know, I believe the Rangers third pair, uh, which has been pretty feast or famine, as we've mentioned, on the ice. But um, then Peter Laviola to his credit, he calls timeout. You know, I think in terms of gamemanship, he's thinking, you know what? Now Boston doesn't have their timeout, so maybe we would want to keep our timeout to save for a, a crucial uh, point in the game. But honestly, it was great coaching to use it then. They needed it then. That because Boston had all the momentum and, and it felt like a matter of time, and it was the right move. The Rangers are end up on the PK, but Chris Kreider, after getting the power play goal, scores a beautiful shorthanded goal off of a tremendous pass from Jacob Truba, just breaking out of the zone. You know, Rangers get a little bit of a lucky bounce, but they played on their toes the whole game. And after struggling so long, we were seeing uh, the Kreider, Blake Wheeler, Zabanajad line start to heat up, which is perfect timing as the, at least in terms of production, the Lafreniere, Trocek, uh Panarin line is slowing down a little bit. Not that they're not getting chances. They got a lot of chances last night. Lafreniere was dropping absolute times in that game. But uh, just, they're not converting as like they were. But the good news is about this team, is like I said, about finding ways to win, they find more production. Uh, the fourth line has, after doing pretty much nothing for the first you know, first 10 games of the year has finally started to heat up. And Benino gets his first goal as a Ranger. Just op- open the scoring. Pitlick gets, uh, I think he had two goals on the night, right? He had the one, or no, VC got a goal. Bonino got a goal. Pitlick got a goal. Um, did Pitlick get to, uh, There were so many goals in this game. It, it was essentially back and forth pond, open fire wagon, pond hockey. Chances, I think both teams at least defensively, you, you you don't really want to do that every single game. But I think that's just what that game dictated. And it was one of those things that in instead of let the other team run all over them, they weren't going to stop moving their feet. So it just kind of naturally opened up, I think. And that's what the game ended up being. But both teams had played the day before. Like I said, the, uh, the Bruins had lost to Detroit at home. And then the Rangers had beaten the Flyers on the road in Philly. So both teams had played exactly the same time. They, so they both had to travel. It's not, you know, the Rangers had to travel home and uh, the Bruins had to travel from their homes to uh, New York. So no excuse. It was an equal playing field. It's not like one was more rested. So you, you knew going in, this had a big fight feel. It was basically for the top, essentially the top spot in the, the whole NHL. And that's what it felt like. And I think both teams felt that. Uh, Bruins, for the first time, you know, they lost that game to Detroit. And it seems that despite them getting excellent league best goaltending to start the year, that it's both their goaltenders are just slipping a little bit right now. And I think it's a lot of if you ask a lot of Bruins fans, as you saw last night, they'll say that when they aren't getting... That production from Pasternak and Marchand and teams are keying in on them. It's the rest of their depth, which everyone knew going in, might be a maybe not as elite as everyone might think, is struggling to to keep up. But they're still an incredibly deep team. It's just I think they good goaltending has masked a lot of maybe deficiencies in their lineup, especially lo- losing Bergeron and Krejci, your number one and under, number two center, in one year, which is. I don't know how anyone comes from that, much less be the top team in the league for the first slew of games. But it's a credit to how well-coached they are. It's also a credit to the culture they've built up. I mean, you look at a team like Buffalo that on paper should be better, but just cannot get off the starting blocks. And we'll get into that uh, at the end of this podcast to preview the Rangers' next matchup. But um, yeah, I think it just comes down to it's a culture thing. And I think there's a lot of teams have really done a good job instilling that and in that it makes you a little bit better than the sum of your parts. You know what I mean? I think the Rangers are a team like that right now. I think the Bruins are a team like that. And then you have teams that should be better based on what they have, but it's just, they haven't been able to winning is, is, still a luxury for these teams and not something that should be expected and and mandatory and i don't mean expected in the way of like you don't have to work for it but it's like the the baseline is we're going to win this game and teams like ottawa and teams like uh i mean you know maybe to the coyotes are starting to finally build something a little bit but you know the buffalo sabers are still trying to do that and you have teams like the rangers and the bruins where that's the the baseline is we're going to win. And if we don't, it's an outlier. And we must have fucked it up somehow. So we have to figure out how to, to correct it so we can get the expected result the next time. So, but yeah, had a big game feel, goals all over the place, up and down hockey. Uh, and yeah, I mean, as far the reason the Rangers came by on top is that I th- thought they got a little... Well, honestly, this I don't know if this is really a hot take, but... I, in a lot of ways I think the fourth line won that game for them just they played their role to a T. when the Rangers needed a, a little boost of energy or a little hit in the arm Laviolette put them out there and they they were hemming Boston in and just being a menace on the forecheck and put them on their heels a bit and Laviolette said you know I was planning on just making them the matchup pair against uh, the Martian and Pasternak line but they were playing so well I just kind of had to just keep rolling it on five on five and he just basically rolled his lines and lo and behold the rangers just i think it helped them you know keep their feet a little bit fresher and as opposed to maybe some of you know i thought obviously he had had an awesome goal last night but other than the goal i didn't see uh you know he's a smart play from david Posternak when the rangers thought they were clearing a puck right after in the dying moments of a penalty kill and it was just on his stick and he just faked out quick with his eyes and slid it through his legs but other than that he wasn't really that noticeable marshan seems like he was trying to create a lot but his linemates weren't in good spots to you know receive anything from him and that's really it i thought charlie coyle and Debrusque were probably too and matt uh poitra what man what a player that kid is (sighs) he he you could tell he's gonna be good he's gonna be a thorn in a lot of team side for forever just For his for 19 years old and his size, just incredible poise in the puck, great playmaker, he good energy, good legs, so he's going to be he's a winner. So kudos to them. But yeah, I just thought the Rangers never looked rattled, even when they gave up the two goals and it was tied, and even when uh, you know it looked like Boston. Every time that happened, they just retook the lead, and even when Boston tied it up again, they just took the lead again. So you knew it wasn't going to be an easy game, and. Obviously, by both teams standards, maybe you you don't want that final score sheet being that way, because even though the Rangers won with seven goals, they gave up four, which is not a recipe for success. But, you know, it's the best two of the best teams, maybe arguably two of the best teams in the league in a dogfight. And the Rangers came out on top. And like I said, they'll play it any which way you want. All this being said, uh, that game wasn't exactly sunshines and rainbows with the Rangers winning. Uh, Obviously we kind of have to talk about the elephant in the room, and that is uh, Jacob Truba at one point during the Boston game gets into an altercation near the net with Trent Frederick, and depending on which angle you look at and conflicting reports, uh, his stick comes up and clips Frederick in the helmet. Luckily, Trent Frederick wasn't hurt, but still, from some angles, it looks like Truba just essentially just tries to tee off on his head and you know luckily he's wearing a helmet and he kind of glances off of it and others it looks like he's trying to free his stick because him and frederick are kind of going pushing each other back and forth and as he tries to you know bring it up he gets pushed and it kind of changes the trajectory of it as he tries to free his stick and it ends up whacking him in the head uh now obviously if you're listening to this and you're a Rangers fan. We're, you're going to have your own opinion on it, and it's probably going to be a little biased towards the fact that Truba didn't mean to do this, and it's whatever. Do I can I speak to Jacob Truba's intent? No, I think he meant to whack him. Honestly, I really think he meant to free a stick and hit him, but probably I don't know a, a lower body, like slash a guy in his in his shins or his you know his hockey pants or whatever, but. At the same time, it doesn't really matter. You're responsible for your stick. And he clips Frederick in the head within a full swing. And he ends up getting, the next day we find out that he doesn't get any suspensions for it. He only gets fined 5,000, which is the maximum under the CBA. And obviously, fans of every other team in the league are absolutely furious about this. As a Rangers fan, and I'm saying this as a Rangers fan, I think Jacob Truba should have got suspended. He should have got sat for a couple games because I don't care about intent. If this was someone on the Rangers and this happened, whether he meant to or not, I'd be absolutely furious. And the NHL is trying to make all this about preventing concussions. It's, it's dangerous. I'm sorry. And I say, this as someone who I think Jacob Truba is a clean hitter and he plays the game with an edge. So he puts himself in those 50, 50 situations where it can go either way constantly. But, I'm sorry. You are responsible for your stick. So whether he meant to or not, he clips him in the head. And so he should he should have got more than a fine. I'm sorry. That's just how I feel as a Rangers fan. How many games he should have got? I'm not sure. It should have been between one and three. That's all I'm saying. And I say this as someone who thinks Trubo when he his hits are clean, in my eyes, at least. But when you're doing it all the time, and at a game that's as fast as hockey, you can miscalculate and misjudge. And also, there's people don't like to hear this, but there is... Temper's and competitive fire and emotion into it, which makes it harder to be when when you, makes you more reactionary than thinking out what the consequences of your actions at that speed are going to be. And he clips him in the head, so he should have got something. So he didn't though. So I guess lucky for the Rangers, but we're you know the lucky thing here is that Frederick is okay you know he plays a pesky game as well he wants to get under your skin much like garnet hathaway for <laughs> for philly in that game uh you know which we'll we'll touch on very briefly before moving on to other things but uh yeah he, frederick plays the game to get under your skin and to be a bully and be in your face and true obviously wasn't having it and they were going back and forth throughout the game and but you got to control your stick so that's all i'm going to say on that if you're a rangers fan you think i'm out to lunch or think that uh truba didn't mean to and i'm being unrealistic uh i'm sorry because if if she was on the other foot i would be furious if that's all that my play you know another player got for for whether he meant to or not teeing off on my one of my you know one of my my captain's head so that's how i feel about that um so yeah uh obviously prior to the bruins game the rangers do beat philly on the road much easier game at least from the ranger standpoint the flyers although they've surprised teams this year you can tell where they really miss the lack of top end talent and a lot of their game is effort. And at times they uh, true to John Tortorella, they, their team seemed more interested in trying to, to bully the Rangers than play hockey, which hurt them. You know what I mean? They're passing up Nick DeLore, just trying to tr- chase uh Trouba around and Truba just trying to get him to fight. And Truba says, Oh yeah, well you can hang on my Jersey and, and try to get me to drop my gloves all you want. And then he just kind of full teams ahead and flattens, uh, garnet hathaway right with delorier just kind of talking in his ear you know what i mean so but again you know that's the that's how torch wants them to play and and again if you look at that roster on paper it's they're they win games by everyone having a good night with everyone being bought uh, bought and working hard but that's a tall order to do every 82 games a year. So, if they're not on, they don't have a Panarin, you know, or someone to fart in a goal off of us, you know, make use their individual crazy individual skill to create goals out of nothing. So, uh but you know, they they're still playing good competitive hockey. So, good good on them and obviously their their uh, their power play stinks. <laughs> so, the Rangers got it. I think the Rangers have been on the PK so much the last few you know games I feel like they've only given up one or two you know what I mean that's how good their special teams have been but like I said off the top the New York Rangers just seem to have a little bit of everything and whenever they need one of their elements aren't going they can just pull from another area be it their power play their penalty kill goaltending their team defense to get the job done and get the job done they have they find themselves number one in the NHL win percentage tied with the Bruins and I believe they've played the same amount of games. Let me just look this up really quick. Sorry, I usually try to have this stuff pulled up. but um, Yeah, I mean, after, yeah, the New York Rangers and the Bruins are tied with 31 points apiece, although the Bruins, the Rangers have a game in hand on the Bruins. And the Bruins are 14-3-3, three and, three, and the Rangers are 15-3-1. So, more regulation wins. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778 hope York or text HOPE-NEWYORK, 467369. In Connecticut, help is available for a problem gambling by calling 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Halloween is come and gone, and now the holiday season is upon us. And you know what that means, uh, absolute chaos. Now, it may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. And why not take care of it now, before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare, especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on right now. Yep, right now. You've heard me talk about Raycon products before, uh, and I in the past I've told you how much I love my Raycon uh, everyday earbuds, use them for when I'm working out or going on a, running errands, going on a walk, so I can uh, watch some show from my laptop while I'm over uh, doing the dishes, Uh, they are incredible, and they just make the uh, mundane things a little bit more enjoyable. So uh, yeah, absolutely a huge fan of them. Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds, which are known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. And just this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type C devices eight times faster with 100 watt power delivery. And their faucet filter ultra filters in the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must have for ensuring that the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is, you know, actually clean. Raycon is known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features at half of the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. So to get everyone in on the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site. And with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds now and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off of Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. As if the Rangers schedule wasn't jam packed enough, they enjoy one day off as I record this on Sunday and they're right back to it tomorrow night against the. Buffalo Sabers, who I mentioned at the top of this podcast, uh, Sabers coming off of a pretty ugly seven to two loss against the New Jersey Devils, who surprisingly get their captain Nico Heischer back, and you know they're trying to find their groove. So it's clearly that when with Nico Heischer in, in the lineup, it, it slots players down for the Devils where they probably more comfortable and they just feel so much better with his defensive game helping them keep the puck out of their own net and lo and behold it it, it works out for them so but yeah man the i don't know what is going on with the buffalo sabers and i say this totally expecting them to come out pissed and beat the rangers at home especially with new york coming over uh, just coming off a high emotional victory over the best team in the league have to be feeling good about themselves. But in fairness to the Rangers, they have been pretty business like this year. So maybe they continue their winning ways and maybe Buffalo will continue their struggling ways. Uh, the Sabres are currently, where are they? They are, uh, they're 12th in the East. they are, have 20 points in 21 games played. They're nine, 10 and two. Um, and yeah, I mean, just everyone, every year, whether it's them or the Ottawa Senators or the Arizona Coyotes, those three teams have been constantly tapped to like, all right, it's finally going to happen for them. And just, it just doesn't happen. I mean, I think believe the Sabres currently have the longest playoff drought in the entire NHL. You know, we know they were, the way they were playing last year with exciting young pieces, playing a little bit more open pond hockey, but defense had kind of done them in and just their goaltending just kind of wearing down down the stretch and now it's kind of the opposite they're trying to play a more defensive game but it's kind of it's kind of limiting what their strengths are and that they're young offensive players and it's just it's tough because like you say you gotta learn to crawl before you can walk and this is a team that they don't have enough experience or you know I think I believe they're the youngest team in the National Hockey League but they just don't have the experience to do both you know what I mean it's like walking it's like patting your rubbing your head and patting your tummy at the same time they can do one but they can't do the other. So that being said, I still fully expect them. They always play the Rangers really hard. I fully expect them to play a really, really tough game and probably a tighter game based on giving up coughing up seven goals to the Devils. But the Rangers need to be ready because they're going to be pissed off. And the Rangers, it seems on paper they you know, they've been unfortunately the last their few losses on the season were playing off teams that had gotten embarrassed right before them. They lose to Minnesota, who I believe had a pretty embarrassing showing. Uh, It was looking to finally string some wins together. And then they basically, the Rangers are on top early, but they come from behind, lose that game. Same thing happens in Dallas. Dallas gets embarrassed by the Colorado avalanche. Rangers go up early and they think they got in the bag. And then Dallas is pissed off and keeps pushing and pushing and the Rangers just fade in time. So that could definitely happen tomorrow. So or today, if you're listening to this on Monday morning. So. The Rangers need to be ready for that, ready for the pushback. Uh, On the good news is, for the Rangers, that Adam Fox will, you know, it's the 27th on Monday when you're listening to this, Adam Fox will be eligible to come off uh, LTIR, I believe on the 29th. And so, and he's been skating in a non-contact, so he's gotta be getting close, or he should be ready to go when he comes off, hopefully. Uh, And also that being said, Philip Heal has finally started skating on his own, Without the team, so the fact that he's skating at all is good, based on the concerns for his head. So, I guess that will just kind of it's going to lead to speculation when they come back. Zach Jones, I would imagine sits, but it's been up and down for him. But uh, he's gotten more and more comfortable, and he does move the puck in a positive direction when it's on his uh, stick. It's just obviously defending at his size is still a little bit of an adventure in the NHL. But just having him should really just having Fox back putting Gustafson who's been excellent back down with Schneider Trubin Miller have been on top of it and Fox and Lindgren if they can as Fox doesn't show any rust from his injuries the Rangers should be in a great spot offensively and defensively to just become even better and I think Keandre Miller even said that he said the crazy as impressive as the win was he said I think the scary thing is for us is we haven't played our best hockey yet we feel that and it's kind of he said it's scary and exciting at the same time and that's how I feel I'm like they're they're technically the number one team in the league right now, and they, they still feel like they have rungs to climb. So that's good because you can never rest on your laurels in the National Hockey League. Because one you know one second you're the Boston Bruins and you're just you don't you never lose and it's great, and then this, you you can enter a little funks, you know, or the Devils, who you know young, fast, exciting team last year out of, shot out of a cannon, ready to prove everyone that they had finally arrived, and they did. And now this year it's been a slog for them, up and down, and you know so. You, you can't rest in your laurels too long in the National Hockey League because one moment you're looking in your rear view and the next you're, you're trying to play catch-up. Going to keep this one pretty short and sweet as everyone, ha- after hopefully a long weekend, now has to get back to the real world and get themselves ready for the holiday season as it approaches us. Uh, I, myself for once, my wife and I got our holiday decorations and our Christmas tree up early and and put the menorahs out and all that stuff. So yeah, we're, we are set. And for once, I'm usually doing it too far too late into December. So the fact that I was able to get it up right after Thanksgiving bodes, hopefully bodes well for the rest of this season going off without a hitch. I still have more shopping to do than i want to think about but uh you know cyber monday is, is if you're listening to the mondays today so i'll be scouring for for deals and hopefully i can just get it done early uh that way i'm not stressing because i will be traveling this year for the holidays and you know that's always fun with the logistics of all those presents and having them shipped and getting there early and have enough time to wrap and all that uh so yeah so I hope everyone is if you're a rangers fan listening to this i I guess i assume you all are but if even if you're not uh it can't help but feel good about this team right now man i mean they've had so many excuses to essentially just not get the job done in these games the schedule's been tough they've been on the road a lot a lot of back-to-backs matinee games Injuries, you name it. Schedule. Yeah. Just strange scheduling. Uh, and you know, weird calls against them, not getting calls their way with the refs. And they basically had every excuse in the book and yet they've still come out on top. So they doesn't matter to them. They, they don't want to hear it. They keep finding ways. I mean, their schedule is still pretty tight right now, even just coming off of, uh, that last, that back to back. I mean, you know, like I said, they have the Sabers on Monday, Red Wings on Wednesday. Then they get a couple days. They play the Predators on the road on Saturday, and then they're back at home, literally the next day on Sunday to take on the lowly San Jose Sharks, which uh, honestly is another game that at 6 p.m. start too. So that's another game. I wouldn't be surprised if they lost. But uh, yeah, so they still have a pretty tight schedule, and it's the rest to be hard to come by. But you know what? It doesn't matter because I think we're learning that there are no excuses in, in the National Hockey League. You can make all the excuses you want for why your team isn't getting the job done, but it, ultimately it doesn't matter. Whether you're, not, you're getting bad bounces, you're on the wrong side of calls, this and that, it, it's irrelevant. And the good teams, like the New York Rangers, they don't have excuses. They only have answers. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on X at Broadway Boys Pod and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the Hockey Podcast You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at Hockey New episodes every Monday and Thursday download at the theHockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.